This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Oh, that's right. We're trying out the new musics, aren't we? Is this, isn't this the same as yesterday? Yeah, do you not like this one? Well, I thought we were, you know, dabbling. Okay. I thought we're we were here. trying different things. Yeah, give me something else, Michael. All right. We need to come up with an opening <laughs> point. Oh, well... <laughs> It's another day here at Coonholler. <laughs> Time for another Armstrong and Getty show. Unless somebody's got a better idea. <laughs> That's the sound of a show on its way down, is what that is. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. I'm not sure that's going to make the cut. Anyway, we need some opening music live from Studio C. C, si, senor. A dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communications compound. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. What do you like better, Robert Mueller and he has questions, or General Kelly, you idiot? Both headlines from the Beltway. Or Iran's getting a bomb. Oh, oh you believe Netanyahu, do you? The song's right kind of picking up. Neocon. What? The song's kind of picking up. Yeah, it's, it's, it is. It's picking up some speed. It's getting a little more momentum going there. If I were running for Congress in Tennessee in 1890, this is the song I would want. <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> That's what we're going for. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be up there on the stage with a broom. It's time to sweep up the Capitol. Uh, exactly. I just came up. I just came across this. Logan Paul announces he'll no longer vlog every day. It's good to be alive in a world where <laughs> that makes the news somewhere. Oh boy. Huh? Oh golly. All the mayhem going on would. Would Cronkite have reported on that? Anyway, welcome to the show. Glad you're here. Yeah, there. Uh, apparently, the slow news period that lasted about a week is officially over, as we have at least three majorly consequential stories to get into today. Um, and that's what we'll do. Uh, we'll kick off the show by introducing everybody in the squad. We'll start there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers, known to call us idiots behind our backs. How are you this morning, Michael? Hey, I'm doing good. So how about that song for, uh, is that a nominee or should I just toss? I think that should Whoa. go into the ass cheeks of history. <laughs> there are no bad ideas, Michael. All right. Except that one. They can't all Except be winners, you know. Right. You're right. They can't all be winners. Uh, there's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Yeah, I would just like to respond to the reports that I may have called either one of you and or both of you idiots at any point during my uh, my time here, and I would just like to say I deny nothing. It was it was it was a heated conversation in the moment. I meant it when I said it, and I mean it now. Whoa. So, so if you haven't heard it, NBC went uh, big all day long yesterday on a story that they had a source that says Chief of Staff John Kelly, General John Kelly, calls Trump an idiot behind closed doors. John Kelly came out later in the day and said that is complete. Bull S. He actually said the word, 
and uh, and that never happened. MSNBC is continuing to report, though, that John Kelly calls President Trump an idiot behind closed doors without mentioning that the specific person involved in the story has said, no, I didn't. Mm. They don't even bring that up. They have four present, future, and past White House officials who claim they heard the, the, the idiot word. Don't you have to mention that the the uh, the 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 subject involved has denied it. Doesn't that isn't that part of the story though? You would think you might. Who said you I might? I work ne- it in. I've never said that categorically, specifically. We have a great relationship. I've never said that. Right. I tell you, what, either way, either way, it's a big story. You either have, unless you know MSNBC is just lying completely, and that's not out of the question. I doubt it. You either have. White House, House quote-unquote officials, who knows, maybe it's the guy who makes the coffee, but actively trying to undermine the chief of staff, going to the media, or you have the chief of staff calling the president an idiot on I don't a regular think, basis. Uh, I think it's the first, I think it's the former, but um, uh, whatever group ran uh, the doctor out of town last week by making stuff up is now trying to run Kelly out of, out of town. So it would seem. And uh, they were successful last week, so they're probably emboldened. There's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I'm doing very well. It is May 1st, May Day. we got spring festivals, maypoles, and marches in the street, International Workers' Day. What a combination, I'll tell you. It's a big day for communists, my uh, Marshall, and you seem excited. Workers! Mm. So, mm. It's for so, workers. So when I was a kid, it was some sort of, you yeah. went around a pole, and then you put a yeah. present on somebody's step. Is that what it was? That's what it was when I was a kid. Yeah. And when I was a kid, it was a day to celebrate the scourge of communism. And I won't have it. Not on my show. Mm. Hey, I got a question. Do they still have maypoles poles yes. at schools? I mean, that was a big deal when I was in elementary yeah. school so long yeah. ago. Yeah, we did that. Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. These days? Yeah. Yeah, somebody could get hurt. Right, and it might offend some uh, obscure religious group that uh, doesn't actually attend the school, but we want to be extra sensitive. Exactly. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Tuesday. It is May 1st. Rent is due. The rent is too damn high. In the year 21-8, we're keeping you straight in 21-8. Armstrong and Getty, we approve of this program. All right, here's the beginning of the show officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations, you idiots. Here we go at Mark. Iran lied about never having a nuclear weapons program. 100,000 secret files prove that they lied. So, we got that going on, too. Uh, so, yeah. Well, Which is yes. also, two, can, uh, can be two different things, and either one of them are horrifying. Either Iran is cheating and is just like a, a hair's breadth away from getting a, a nuclear weapon and got all the money. Or Israel's making all this up, which is its own set of problems. So, neither one of those stories would be good. Right. Well, I've heard it characterized as nothing really new. We all knew this stuff. We did? It's been repackaged, yes. I've heard it characterized that way. Huh. I didn't know it. Maybe you should read more. Hmm. I don't know. Neither did I. Netanyahu seemed very excited by it. Yeah. Well, he's hmm. a nice little fella. Who am I to question him? Anyway, so we'll get into all that stuff coming up later today. What are other headlines, Marshall Phillips? Well, making a list. Special Prosecutor James Mueller's questions for President Trump published for all to see. We got more. Ooh, they, where'd they come from? Who knows? And what was their motive? Who knows? We've got more name calling in the West Wing and what Bill Cosby said that helped convict him. Stories coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. Oh, I want to hear that. Mm, interesting. Yeah, so the New York Times obtained 40 questions that Mueller has for President Trump, and uh, somebody decided to leak those, so now everybody's talking about them. 
And it would certainly seem that he's pretty interested in some sort of obstruction of justice. We'll and see. Kind of, sort of, mildly interested. Do you ever talk to any Russians? <laughs> That's questionably a minor part of the inquiry, though. Um, how does ma- how does mailbag look? Oh, it's fine. It's good. Little of this, little of that. Handy Latin phrase you can all use at home. Some rapper that doesn't like Kanye saying nice things about President Trump has called for Crips to kill him. Well, which would I would I would dismiss if it weren't for the fact that that actually happens in the world of rappers. It, it hasn't for a while. They actually yeah. kill each other. Not on the top level. Not Did you hear about that Mexican rapper who admitted to dissolving people in uh, barrels of acid? I did not. That's hardcore. Yeah, I did not hear that. He, he's not fronting. No. Uh, so we got all these things coming up. I hope you can stay with us. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. What are those questions that Mueller had for uh, President Trump? We'll go through some of those on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Harvard Law Professor Alan Dershowitz, who has surprisingly become the best thing Trump's got going on cable news, uh, defending him usually, uh, says that Robert Mueller's questions seem to be aimed at tripping Trump up. They're uh, they're open-ended like essay questions that allow you to go on and on and on and and perhaps get yourself into some trouble. Yeah, there's a lot of, and we'll get to it, uh, you know, thoroughly, but it's a lot of, what did you think? How'd you feel? What'd you do? You know, when various things happened. Um, I thought a lot of stuff. Gee, it's cold in here, I thought, as I woke up. And then, uh, you know, oh boy. Right. It's uh, it's your uh, classic perjury trap, Jack. <laughs> Thank you for that. Right. We'll, uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah, but who leaked the questions and why? To help Trump or hurt Trump? <clears throat> um, Nobody seems to know. I've Somebody, heard a couple of theories posited for why it came out. Um, do you want to get into that now? Or? No. All right. I'm posing questions for later in the show to try to keep people listening. Are these your questions for us? Are you trying to get us to commit perjury? <laughs> Is that what you're doing here? You and clever I bastard. And I don't think John Kelly called Trump an idiot behind his back. Really? Yeah. Certainly not repeatedly. I don't think you rise up through military uh, calling your boss idiots behind their backs. I think that's just not the way you operate. Well, at the very least, you'd have to be an awful judge of who's going to stab you in the back at that meeting. Right. I mean, that's a hell of a thing. Just to, you become a general. You just they're, they're so into the who's in charge following the whole. Sure. I just find it hard to believe he would do right. that. Right. And, and the line of command. Yeah. Et cetera. Tillerson? Saying Trump was a moron as a guy who came out of the private world? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I believe that one. I just find it hard to believe a by-the-book military guy would be calling his superior an idiot to other people. Right. Right. All right, you maggots, assemble for mailbag. Woo! Freedom-loving quote of the day from one Jacob Hornberger. If you are not free to choose wrongly and irresponsibly, you are not free at all. Mm. That is a commonly stated sentiment. Through the centuries, my friends, you nanny staters disagree. But that's why I want to grab you by your skinny neck and shake you. (laughs) Uh, And then this. Jesus, who mentions his grandfather joined the Mexican Revolution in 1912. Awesome. At the age of 14. Wow. He died. 
1990 at age 92. Wow, a 14 year old revolutionary in Mexico. Anyway, the uh, freedom loving quote of the day is from one Emiliano Zapata, who led said revolution, was a prime mover. Seek justice from tyrannical governments, not with your hat in your hands, but with a rifle in your fist. Well, here's a caveat for those of us in modern America. It's always the soapbox first, and the mailbox, and the ballot box before the ammunition box. Okay, why are we even talking about this? I'm afraid people will hear the words of Zapato and get filed. Of Zapata well, why did you even bring us that? Who is that for? Are you talking about? I thought it was really cool. You that talk- his grandfather joined the Mexican Revolution. That's a good story. But right. then, are you trying to you trying to say that we're at a point of revolution in this country? Did you not hear you what crazy I said? Person? It's the ballot box, the soapbox, the mailbox. We don't go to the the right the, the ammunition box. Why are you even introducing this? I because it's, it's a historical reference. That is uh, outrageous, you, and I am tweeting at NPR about this right now. Oh boy, Joseph Savant is the topic of this well-written email from Al the Painter. Guys, I was catching up on some podcasts I missed from the holidays. Came across this nugget: December fifteenth, hour two, fifteen minutes in. You guys were discussing Korea, and Joe said that he believed there was a really good chance that President Trump might meet with little fathead and that there might be a chance for peace. Now, I know it hasn't happened yet, but the fact that the two Korean leaders met and were so friendly is a decent start. And at that time, there was absolutely no indication that this could happen. You know, all I did, Al, was I looked at the dynamics of the interior of the North Korean regime's power structure. And I have no memory of saying that. I have no I probably made it up. Did you see so that? Thank you for the note. Trump thinks it would be a good idea to be right there on the DMZ line. Like, uh, yeah. Like he saw on TV, thought it'd be good imagery. Right. I'd be something. Because that's there, he said. We'd be there where, you know, it's happening. Uh, it would have more power. Sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, you guys make a hardworking blue-collar guy's days go by a little easier. Thanks. That's high praise, Al. We appreciate that. It was always the, the role radio had in my life, too. That and the GD commute. Uh, let's see. Here's a uh, thank you, Jesus moment, uh, according to Camino Ken. Uh, while driving with my 16-year-old son, I heard your uh, discussion of the crying closets installed in a university to soothe the suffering of their more sensitive students. Mm. Well written. Uh, my son had been playing a cell phone game all the while, and although I figured he was ignoring your show, I ventured to ask him, what do you think of that? Nice idea, those cry- crying, crying closets? Without lifting his eyes, he deadpanned, which side of the door has the lock? <laughs> which is a really good line. That is a really good line. Yeah. In that precise moment, I knew without a doubt my son will have all the wisdom he needs to do just fine in college and beyond. What a thrill for a parent. Thank you, Jack, Joe, and Jesus. <laughs> the three J's. <laughs> as we're so often referred to wow. as. As to which we're often. Hmm. Let's see. Ah, I like this. This is another good comment from Ryan in Houston. We already have a national show. He's he's always good for a uh, comment uh michelle williams that's the comedian gal at the uh, the big uh, press dinner the other night is that her name i don't think so no that's I, what I, he means though michelle wolf i think it was yes oh yeah, yeah wolf yeah. yeah close enough so ryan's big on cleverness but not on accuracy <laughs> idiot <laughs> anyway michelle You're calling everybody an idiot today. <laughs> that's funny michelle wolf is the perfect example of the problem with social media 
You take a comedian who hasn't taken a nanosecond of my time before this weekend, who spoke at a worthless event, and I'm supposed to treat her like some major problem? Social media, all the fun of pitchfork and torch mob without the need for getting off the couch. <laughs> here's, That's well said there. Here's a question I have for us. And then he has an intriguing question, but go on, Jack. For us, the Armstrong and Getty Show? Or us as human beings? And again, if you don't know anything about this, I salute you. If you have no idea what we're talking about for the next couple of minutes, my hat is off. You are living a better life than people who do. Right. You don't need to know anything about this. But this comedian woman, she speaks at the White House Correspondents' Dinner again. You don't know, no, need to know anything about this stuff to live your life perfectly well. Um, and she, she makes some jokes that get everybody all riled up of all political stripes. They go crazy. We're the only show that I've heard in America, print, radio, or television, who said... I didn't really think it was that bad. Right. I haven't heard anybody say that. Anybody. The abortion we, jokes were horrible. Liberal, conservative, I, but I haven't heard those even reported anywhere other than here. Right. Yeah, I haven't I heard anybody mention them. Um, it was all about this, uh, the Huckabee woman's eyes, and I haven't heard anybody other than this saying, I don't think that's that big a deal. Now, does that mean we're just really wrong and really out of touch? Yes, to the second one. The, the desperate need to be outraged by something. I want to be angry. I want to be a victim. I want to be offended. It's weird. It's the, the new national pastime. Well, trust the new me. national mood. Never mind forward-looking, plucky, and optimistic. It's trust me, whining. If I, if I had a bias, I went into that hoping to be able to pile on the liberal jokester making fun of the poor Huckabee woman. Right. But I just couldn't because I didn't think it was that big a deal. Yeah, all kind of mundane. But again, I didn't hear anybody else say, eh, whatever. Yeah. I'm not bothered by that so much as just the whole journalists rubbing elbows with the powerful and the rich, and they're all part of one cabal of, of, of the hypocrisy and filth and greed in D.C. That bothers me a lot more than the adenoidal, teenager-voiced, not funny, well, not very funny comedian. But, you know, it's the eye of the beholder. Anyway, oh, so Ryan from Houston... His P.S. is, what will need more parking? The Thistle Be Awesome Museum? That's right. Jack's idea for a museum oh, entirely nice. devoted to the thistle. I was battling some thistles over the weekend. An amazing plant. In so many ways. Attention. Right, yeah. So what will need more parking? The Thistle Be Awesome Museum or my Museum of Presidential Fecal Matter oh, that I propose? That we now know the presidents all travel with their own toilet to keep their leavings private for some reason right so foreign powers can't study them and figure out their uh, their health status and what might that's a little crazy how to get them well and and we made the assumption which i think is quite a safe one that those leavings are surely compiled and stored in the national archives or the smithsonian or something and i think well they got to do something with them it's an open society i suggest we you know be allowed to view them as as americans it's almost certainly true that they keep them well maybe they dispose of them well so which will need more parking the thistle be awesome museum or the presidential fecal matter museum how much of my taxpayer money is going to gather the president's poo and is it just the president or do they do they go further on down the line well the majority i assume leader of this or that Oh, you think it's like the line of succession? They got the postmaster general's poo somewhere? I don't know, and I hope not. Well, the answer to your question, Ryan, is is that my presidential fecal matter museum will be on the National Mall, and you really can't park there at all. Hmm. So, I guess Jack's museum. Somebody, for some reason, linked, leaked, not linked, leaked the questions Mueller wants to ask Trump, and we're going to have those for you in Marshall's News coming up. So stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. 
Changing attitudes about the internet, Joe, as more and more Americans like me feel like we were better off before the internet. <laughs> According to a new Pew Research poll, so stay tuned for that. Uh, coming up right now, the news with Marsha Phillips. Now, President Trump is reacting to a report of more than 40 questions special counsel Robert Mueller wants to ask him. The president taking to Twitter this morning, calling the leak disgraceful. This, after the New York Times obtained the list of questions and promptly published them. Times reporter Michael Schmidt talked to MSNBC about them this morning. There was a Flynn section, there's a Comey section, there's a Session section, and then there's the Russia section. And when you look at the, you know, three of the four, they come back to the questions of obstruction. I read through the 40 questions. I was uh, I was waiting for the stuff about his finances, but there weren't any questions about that. Right. No. No, I wonder if they're digging for that through other means, but I don't know. you'd think they'd go ahead and ask that if that's a major focus. Most of the questions are, so uh, what'd you think of old uh, Jim Comey when you first met him? What'd you think of him during the transition? When did you get mad at him? Why were you so mad at him? The interesting thing about the questions of the, um, what did you think when you heard that we had questioned Pompeo? How do you answer a question of what did you think? Right. First of all, you you can so easily lie. Because who's going to tell you that was wrong? That's not what you thought. So that's what I don't get about those questions. Well, and, and asking what you thought at a particular time is difficult because you've probably been thinking about it a lot since. Right. I I, I, they're just trying to line up a, well, I really liked James Comey. Loved him. Thought he was doing a great job. Then I found out they're investigating me about Russia, and I decided to fire them so they wouldn't find out that I'm Putin's love boy. <laughs> I mean, short of that, I don't, well, I don't know what they're uh, going to get. So it seems like, and I've, t- I've taken in a whole bunch of different lawyers' opinions yeah. on this on TV, and they're all different, which you got to keep in mind when you go to hire a lawyer <laughs> to, to do something. They all have a different opinion, um, and like sometimes way different opinion on things. But I only came across one lawyer who was on with Brian Williams last night who said this could be a great opportunity for Trump. This could be they just need the final word from the subject to say, no, I wasn't trying to obstruct justice. I just thought Flynn was bad at his job. And okay, then we're done here. That they've Mm -hmm. got they've got everything lined up till then with with nothing uh, to nail him for obstruction. They just want to ask the participant what was on your mind. Yeah. And if he's if he goes ahead and and says no. Oh, hmm. I just want the whole thing to be over. It's not going to be over anytime soon. Joe Scarborough on on, on Morning Joe claims he has sources uh, that the Mueller investigation really, really doesn't want to do what Comey did. That is, make an announcement close to the election that has any effect on it. So unless something... The midterm? The midterm, right? Oh, yeah. boy. So then because, because Democrats take the House, there's going to be an impeachment. So it's a pretty major deal. Um... So unless unless they can wrap up something really soon, it's almost certainly going to get pushed back till after the election, which is in November, which means why are we talking about it? Wow. That's wow. a long time away. Going to release it at 5 p.m. on Christmas Eve. <laughs> <laughs> White House, excuse me. White House Chief of Staff John Kelly took the rare step of issuing a swift on the record denial to a new NBC News report that alleges he called President Trump an idiot in recent months amid an increasingly acrimonious relationship with his boss. Kelly says in his statement, I spend more time with the president than anyone else, and we have an incredibly candid and strong relationship. He always knows where I stand, and he and I 
both know this story is total BS. Kelly does not address specifically whether or not he called the president an idiot, though, in that statement. The NBC reporter Carol Lee says she stands by her story, says her sources are reliable, and that General Kelly's image is much different at work than it is in the public eye. And people inside the White House say that he's actually quite undisciplined inside the White House. He is undisciplined in how he talks about the president, how he talks about women. Oh, wow. You know, um, I just think character assassination is is always burbling below the surface in D.C. I don't know the guy, but that seems extraordinary given his reputation. Well, and the most interesting thing is if people are just trying to run him out by making these stories up and you got that kind of palace yeah. intrigue going. Well, it worked yeah. on Tillerson. It absolutely worked on that doctor last week. Yep. Whoever was out to run him out of the uh, out of the job of the VA. Um, as more reports are now coming out from the Secret Service, look, we checked into the report that we had to go wake him up once. Or no, we had to go tell him to be quiet because he was making so much noise when he was drunk and partying and he was waking up the president. The Secret Service says that never happened. Wow. The, the car wreck thing never happened. The report was that the Secret Service had to go tell him to be quiet. The Secret Service themselves say we've, we, that never happened. So anyway, people are making stuff up. Yeah. To destroy people, and you got to wonder who it is and for what reasons. Now somebody's after Kelly. Now the aspect of all this is also very interesting, as you're pointing out. Kelly is rumored to be the president's next pick to run the Veterans Administration. And all of a sudden, could be a good one. this stuff comes out. Oh! Yes. Why, is, there, is there somebody that just wants that job and is going to destroy everybody's name who surfaces for it until they get it? I don't know who that somebody That's is. That's interesting. That's straight out of a suspense novel. Although generally they'd kill him in an alley, but that right. is a, quite a coincidence. Right. Twice, twice in a week, you got people up for the VA job that uh, all of a sudden these these stories come out about. Yeah, character assassinations going on all over the West Wing. A judge, or rather, excuse me, a juror who voted to convict Bill Cosby on three charges of aggravated sexual assault is opening up about his decision. Harrison Snyder, juror number one said he had no regrets, no doubts about the decision, telling Good Morning America the tipping point for he and others was Cosby's admission to giving women quaaludes during depositions in 2005 and 2000. He gave quaaludes to women during depositions. Oh, my God, that's he's, bold. He's no in the midst of a legal proceeding, he was trying to drug women. Nah, Cosby's admission to giving the women quaaludes during his depositions in 2005, 2006. Here's, here's what juror number one had to say. <laughs> what was the evidence that made you sure, beyond a reasonable doubt, that he was guilty? Um, I think it was his deposition, really. Ms. Cosby admitted to giving these quaaludes to women, young women, in order to have sex with them. The 22-year-old said he started doubt the trial unsure if Cosby deserved to be convicted, but he said after hearing from various accusers and Cosby's own words in those depositions, he changed his mind. So Cosby, in his mind, what he thinks he was doing is he was just partying with young girls. Uh -huh. and, and, you know, he wanted a drink, he wants some quaaludes, and he was giving them things that would completely incapacitate them. And then he would have sex with them. He thinks they were just partying and they wanted it. I think that's what he actually believes in his mind. Wow, wow. Here, this, this one's your friend. It'll help you relax, you'd say, of the pills. Well, it'll make you completely incapacitated. Yeah. In some that's... cases, they were unconscious. They, 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 right. they, they, just, they knew they'd been sexed up the next morning and they had no memory of it. Wow, wow. 
There that is, that's disgusting. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Die in prison, you old creep. There's a phrase I never thought I would hurl at Bill Cosby. Oh, America's dad. Yeah. So a lot He's of, not my dad. You understand? I just want you to understand. I'm not imputing my mom's integrity here. Right-thinking Americans like myself are realizing the Internet is doing more harm than good, and we were better off before it, according to a new Pew poll. So stay tuned for that. I'd like to hear that. I'm not sure I'm ready to go there. I, I am. Pull the plug. That's what I say. <laughs> Pull the plug. Declare it illegal. Uh, that and other stuff on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. According to NBC News, White House Chief of Staff John Kelly has repeatedly referred to President Trump as an idiot during talks with aides. Well, of course he has. That is the face of a man who calls literally everybody an idiot. His first words were, Mama, you idiot. You know what he's thinking in this picture? This photographer is an idiot. <laughs> I can believe that. Probably got a very uh, low threshold for who's an idiot. Coming up, controversy. Singer, angry that hotels have only white people shampoo. Yet another example of racial injustice in America. Um, I'd like to congratulate her in advance for, I mean, that is a special achievement in being offended. I've been saying for quite some time that I think the, we were better off before the Internet. That's what the story I just teased might be an example of that. And uh, and more people are coming around to my uh, thinking, though it is still a vast majority that uh, prefer the Internet. So, for their own personal use, has the Internet mostly been a good thing or a bad thing for you personally? It is down slightly, but it's still 88% of people say the Internet has been good for them personally. Good thing or bad thing? Yeah, clearly. Uh, yeah, I would mostly say it was a good thing. There are definitely... You know, uh, I I I did more serious reading before the internet came along. Agreed. And I have not the ability. Me and everyone else don't have the ability to control how much crap I take in. Maybe the next generation will be better at that. I don't know, or they won't, and it will destroy the entire country. Which gets to how it has affected society, and that number is down from seventy six to seventy, which is a pretty big drop in two years. Um, six-point drops. You wonder where that will end up. Oh, so they ask, do you think it's affected society in a positive or negative way? Is that the question? Mostly a good thing or mostly a bad thing for society. And it's gone down from 76 to 70, which, you know, if it continued that much in a couple of years, you could get to 50-50 before you know it. Um, It's, uh, I, I definitely think it's mostly been a bad thing for society. The internet. That's what I, that'd be my answer. Oh, boy, I'd have to think about it for a while. I think it's been bad for politics. It's been, I think it's been bad. I think the porn thing is bad. I think there's Cheat. all kinds of bad things. Mostly bad. Not all bad, but mostly. I like email. Sure, that's fantastic. Can I keep my email? How about we pull the plug except for mail. email? How about we pull the plug on the internet except for email and sports updates? Uh, how about Googling stuff? Well, I, that's said, right. I don't Google anymore. I startpage.com. You hear that, Google, you nosy bastards? 
as we've said before, North Korea has it right. You really only need 17 websites. So that's right. Look, and that's a liberal number. It could be as low as 10. So if you just had uh, some sort of email, right. sports updates, yeah. the weather, right? Uh, maybe you only need three. Like two shopping channels to you buy need, stuff. You need something for like cat videos and stuff like that. <laughs> Right, right. YouTube, all right. You get to stay around YouTube. Quit collecting my data. But that's it. Everything else, bad for society. Did you have a news website in there? Probably going to have two of those. Yeah, but then that's where you get into trouble. Who's going to run that news website? And uh, that's where it gets all crazy. So back to newspapers. Your morning newspaper. Thump on your doorstep. You read that, you're misinformed, as uh, Twain said. I think most people had a pretty cynical view of the news before the Internet came along, and you kind of would have thought that the Internet would have fixed that. Okay, now you've got all these voices out there. It's not just the voice of the powerful Washington Post and New York Times and NBC News and whatever, but it hasn't gotten better in terms of trying to figure out what's real and what's not. Right. So right. in your new internet, is there a site where I can call people names anonymously or no? Are you getting rid of that no, feature? No, absolutely <laughs> okay. not. Okay. No, and you can't feign outrage at some, you know, a tiny, uh, you know, if I may act be, of rudeness. If I may be serious for a second, that's part no of the... Fun. That's part of the why I think it's on the on the whole been bad for society is all that stuff. I, I don't see how you could possibly think that that's a good thing. Yeah. Sounds yeah. like somebody's people, never done it. <laughs> Don't don't knock trolling until you've trolled. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But you still know, clear win for people who think it's good. So. There is a fetishization of quote unquote democracy and and you know well all things uh, democratic among those who want the unwashed masses to lift them to vac- victory. But anybody who has any real experience in the world understands that. The fired-up mob is not always the uh, the body you want in charge of what's going to happen. And that's true in the Internet. You see it all the time. Just you know, people, uh, careers ruined, relationships ruined, reputations torn apart by angry mobs. I don't like angry mobs. Now, you can't reason with them, and they're all, almost always wrong. The, uh, the slightly older crowd that runs the country are new to the Internet. Maybe the next generation running the country that grew up with it will handle it better. I don't know. We'll see. Oh, speaking of the older generation, John McCain says, I'm retiring and I'm ready to speak my mind. Yeah, I read some excerpts from his book that's coming out. What he says will shock you. you know, well, so far, it hasn't shocked me much. You don't like Trump. Well, there's a shock. He, uh, he thought you were a bad soldier for getting captured. So what yeah. you hear will be mildly interesting to you. Stay tuned if you dare. Yeah. Also, Kanye standing up for the president and threatened by the Crips. Oh, my. Which you got to take seriously since people have actually been shot and killed in the hip-hop world. Yeah, I don't know if, you know, the uh, Crips uh, heads the central headquarters, their PR division put out that uh, threat or how gotta, serious to take it, but we'll talk about it. I got to think the Kanye Kardashian clan has pretty good bodyguards, pretty good security, I would guess. I'd imagine they could hire, like, you know... 275 uh, Nigerian former soldiers, if they wanted. Of course, was it Kim that got tied up in her own hotel room and all her stuff stolen? Oh, that's right. And their security's only increased since then. Well, I would imagine. But, yeah. I wonder, you you could probably hire, like, uh, several platoons of, you know, Romanian soldiers or something like that if you were the Kardashians. Almost forgot that happened. If that happened to anybody else in your life, that would be the standout, most disturbing thing that ever happened to you. 
But some people thought it was phony when it happened, Jack, and said so on the air. I remember that. That was a shocking moment. I was ashamed of you then, idiot. (laughs) Claiming that the most publicity-hungry, famous-for-being-famous people in history were merely seeking publicity at that moment. That was a shocking accusation. Well, part of what, uh, part of, well, uh, uh, my, my son has a friend who tells a lot of stories that aren't true. And uh, as he's pointed out to me, he never believes the guy, even when he tells him things that are true. And I mm. said, well, that's what happens if you tell people untrue things all the time. Then even when you have something true to tell them, and that's what happened with Kim Kardashian. She's, you know, seeking publicity all the time. But part of it what was you wouldn't think somebody that rich and famous would be that easily abducted. No, no. You know, that reminds me. If anybody knows Lamar Odom, how's he doing? Send him my love. How is Lamar? Married Anybody to else? a Kardashian. Is he still? No, he was almost last died seen a, clinging to life in a whorehouse, right? Almost died at a brothel. Right. Yeah. Right. Not a not a good way to go Again, out. Again, send him my love. Right. Not a good way to go out. Not very dignified. He passed away surrounded by his paid for loved ones. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's sad. I made myself sad. Um, well, uh, mid-April, Lamar Odom made an appearance at a Los Angeles area marijuana dispensary uh, to tout his new cannabis line. Okay. Wow. So he's, he's bouncing back. Yeah, he's, he's doing fine. Yeah. Uh, late night joke off coming up in just a few minutes. The comedians took a swipe or a, a shot at the White House Correspondents Dinner. Also, we probably ought to talk about Israel, the big reveal yesterday, saying Iran is cheating like crazy on this nuclear thing. And there's no way we should renew it. Well, stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.